Ed Rasimus, December 2008. Chapter 1 Battle I couldn't help but feel the excitement. My 479th fighter group was the lead, out in front of the two bomber groups, and not tied to close escort or stuck at the back of a bomber stream hoping to sweep up the leftovers. Hub Zemke had gotten us where I knew we belonged, at the cutting edge. As the new flight commander, I was ready. I had two kills and wanted more. The weather was good, the sky was clear, we were at altitude and had gone into Zemke's fan formation, so we had a good chunk of the sky under our control. All we needed now was for Jerry to show up. There was no good reason why he wouldn't. Since D-Day, we had been taking the war to Hitler. It was payback time for the indiscriminate abuse he had rained on Britain. We were going deeper and deeper into Germany, and it felt good. With Zemke at the helm, the 479th was finally getting on the short list for the good missions from the 8th Air Force. Strafing trains and supply convoys was fine. Bombing the occasional bridge or supply area was necessary, but it was air combat that we wanted. Bombers drop bombs. Fighter pilots fight. It was simply the way it was meant to be. We hadn't expected any reaction over the North Sea, and we didn't see much going in over Holland. As the force turned southeastward, I edged Blue Flight out just a bit farther to the left. The flanks were the place to see the enemy first. With the 479th across the front of the bomber groups and the 434th spread to the left, my flight was the farthest left of the leaders. I briefed my guys that we would edge away a bit to give ourselves every chance of first engagement. I looked over my left shoulder for Hollister, my wingman. He was forward of where he usually flew and that wasn't a bad thing. He could always fall back during a fight, but it was damned hard to get forward once you lagged. It was cold at 28,000 feet, but I could feel my back damp with sweat against my flight jacket. I flexed my hands on the yoke and checked once again that my gun sight was up, my guns were armed, and my belts were tight. I pushed the vent for the puny cockpit heater down toward my knees, I didn't want a blast of warm air fogging the canopy at the wrong moment in a battle. I scanned the horizon, looking for contrails or telltale dots that simply didn't belong there. It was quiet. The only aircraft to be seen were the scattered forktails ahead of the spears of contrails from the bomber formations. I checked Hollister again and caught the back of his head as he peered intently to the north. His wing rolled up slightly with the effort of his straining in the cockpit. It was good. He was doing his job. Radio discipline was good so far. Three squadrons on one frequency were never easy to deal with. It only got worse when the enemy showed up. Critical calls were hard to distinguish. Call signs went out the window, knowing who was saying what was impossible. Fear, adrenaline, excitement, whatever. So far, so good. The engines don't ever purr. They've got a rhythm— a beat that signals the minor differences in props and RPM and mixture. When it's constant and steady, you feel relaxed. When it is loud or too fast or too slow, it jangles the nerves. If it changes suddenly, it stabs you instantly into action. It screams that something needs attention right now. The single-engine guys don't know about that pulse, but in the lightning, you live with it all the time. There's a continual tweaking, fiddling with the throttle quadrant, watching the gauges, adjusting the props to get just the right resonance between the pair. 
It's sort of like a team of high-stepping gated horses staying on the right tempo. My left hand stays near the throttle quadrant, dancing a slow waltz between the power levers while my ears tell me what is getting better or worse. My eyes stay on the horizon. There's always something that needs doing. The bomber guys have a committee to tell them what, when, and where. They've got manuals and checklists and a cast of supporting actors to read them aloud and double-check that it all gets tended to. The fighter pilot is driver, navigator, gunner, bombardier, and flight engineer wrapped into one tense, high-strung package. If he's good, he covers it all. If he isn't, he misses some things. I've been pretty good so far. I haven't missed the major things, and the minor ones haven't killed me. If I'm doing it right, I'll keep getting better. If I'm not, I won't be able to worry about it. The radio crackles. As